This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, I'm Claire Bonnyman, and welcome to The Loop. I remember when I first heard the term feral hogs. Musician Jason Isbell tweeted out uh, about banning assault rifles, a discussion in the States at the time, and a man in Arkansas responded saying, and I quote, How do I kill the 30 to 50 feral hogs that run into my yard within three to five minutes while my small kids play? End quote. What happened after actually seemed really hilarious. Rewrites of the song 500 Miles incorporating 30 to 50 feral hogs. Pithy tweets claiming my milkshake brings 30 to 50 feral hogs to the yard. It became a meme and it circulated. And I even remember, I think, Jason Isbell mentioning it when he performed at Edmonton Folk Fest. And and it was all really funny until it, it really wasn't. But wildlife experts don't see Canadian bacon. They see a pig not native to North America, which could soon become an ecological train wreck for the country. Throughout the woods here, everything's kind of toughed up, turned up. They're looking for earthworms, insects, acorns that might be remnant from the fall. But when they're doing this in your crop fields, that's a big problem. While the sightings are making for good banter among neighbors, it turns out the boars are considered an invasive species. Wild boars are now making the headlines in Canada and becoming a concern in Alberta. So today we are talking hogs. Megan Evans is the executive director of the Alberta Invasive Species Council. Hey, Megan, welcome to The Loop. Hi, thanks for having me. So what are we actually talking about when we talk about wild boars? What are these animals? Right. Well, these are animals that we introduced uh, in the 80s and 90s. And uh, when we brought them over, uh, the intention was to farm them for wild boar meat uh, and, and as well as some hunt farms uh, additionally. So, so we took Eurasian wild boar and we hybridized them with domestic hogs. And, and in doing so, we created an animal with all of the characteristics and the smarts of a wild animal and all of the reproductive capacity of a domestic livestock species, right? So these really smart animals that can breed really, really quickly. And, uh, and yeah, so we were, we were encouraging farmers. They were encouraged to produce them in the 80s and 90s. And it, as it turned out, uh, they were actually really challenging to manage because they're super, super smart. Um, and there wasn't a huge market for wild boar meat. So, you know, some animals escaped. Others were in, actually intentionally released because, you know, producers lost interest in farming them. And that has resulted in breeding populations and increasing populations of wild boar uh, all along the Canadian prairies. It sounds a little Jurassic Parky, no? <laughs> <laughs> like, totally. It's no, kind absolutely. of our fault. <laughs> Have you ever actually seen one yourself? No, you know, I haven't. And and that's the interesting thing, because uh, folks are not likely to come across the animals themselves because they are just notoriously elusive and they avoid humans, you know, very, very well. So you're, you're unlikely to come across a wild boar, uh, but you're more likely to come across the signs and sightings of them. So So signs including, you know, damage to crop fields or trailing or, uh, you know, their footprints and, and things like that. You know, we talked about this is our fault, uh, Jurassic Park. Um, you know, we created these really smart animals. We let them go. Was there yeah. any way you think to see this coming? What's happening now? Well, that's, you know, it's a great question because um, interestingly, wild boar were introduced to Texas in the 1930s uh, for sport hunting. And, uh, and so that was, you know, we had a lot of lead time to kind of, you know, watch what happened down there. 
And since then, in about, you know, 90 years, uh, the wild boar have spread to 35 of the United States and their population estimates in the States from the Texas introduction are estimated to be about 6 million. So we totally knew, you know, we should have known what we were getting into. You know, I think folks were arguing the Canadian prairies are really cold. This is a really harsh climate. These animals, if they do get out, they won't be able to survive. Well, Turns out they can, and they're quite adaptable, and they're doing very well. Um, so, yeah, we we really we really <laughs> should have seen this coming. I mean, so let's talk about the concern because it's not as if this is like we know we're overrun by uh, rabbits here, Arctic hares in the city, all those kinds of things. But like, this isn't like right. pigs just hanging out in your backyard. Why are wild boars such a concern? What are they capable of? Right. Well, well, they're considered to be one of the most destructive invasive species on the planet. Like they are just incredibly destructive. So, um, so not only do they have all of the characteristics of an invasive species, they breed really, really quickly. They can disperse long distances. They have few predators. So they have all of those types of things going on. But they also have these incredibly damaging uh, behaviors. So they get into crops and they can destroy crop fields. They'll turn over the vegetation in search of tubers and grubs for food. And in some cases, they'll even eat crops like corn. But ultimately, if they're in a crop field, they're trampling it. But again, they're super elusive. So a lot of times, producers won't even realize they've had wild boar on their property until they get in and start harvesting. And then they start seeing the damage inside the field. Um, They'll get into uh, riparian areas where they'll wallow around uh, trying to cool off in the mud in the muck. And that, of course, can be quite damaging to sensitive riparian vegetation, contaminate water bodies through both, um, you know, urination defecation as well as sedimentation. Um, They can get into stored feed. They can predate livestock uh, like calves and also wildlife. Like there's a few photos you know, on the internet of wild boar with uh, a fawn in its mouth. You know, so so that's really a scary image to see. They, they also pose risk to other wildlife. Like, they, you know, they can eat small mammals. They get uh, can destroy ground-nesting birds' uh, nests, uh, the eggs, and the general habitat. But the single most uh, serious risk associated with these animals is the spread of disease transfer, the risk of the spread of disease transfer. So they can host uh, up to 89 different diseases that, that can be either uh, spread to humans, livestock, or wildlife. And some of those are reportable diseases. So those are very serious. And a reportable disease, is an, uh, an example, would be African swine fever mm. or foot and mouth disease. And an outbreak of a reportable disease, uh, you know, within the example of foot and mouth disease, could cause a complete and immediate closure of Alberta's beef and pork exports. Oh, wow. So that's a, ma- that's a huge industry. We're talking billions of dollars a year, animals being euthanized across, all across the board. That, that is an outcome that we really want to avoid. And, and again, this is, these are the risks that we have that are associated with these animals. Now, it is important to note that the animals, the wild boar we have in Alberta, do not currently have any reportable diseases. Right. <laughs> it's just that they can be carriers. Yeah. And that's, that is a major risk that we are concerned about. I want to, that image of a wild boar with like a fawn in its mouth caught me so off yeah. guard. This whole time I've been picturing Pumbaa and that just smacked <laughs> that image right out of my head. Oh, my God. Totally. I, uh, so, I mean, they're a problem. They're an issue. They're breeding like crazy. Why can't we yeah. just get rid of them? So, you know, um, we uh, recognizing the issue that was occurring, which was, you know, there's wild boar uh, on the landscape in Alberta. Uh, the provincial government implemented a bounty program for about 10 years in uh, the 2000s, the mid-2000s. 
Um, and so that, you know, if you were, were out, you could hunt a wild boar, bring a set of ears into your local municipal office. They give you 50 bucks, right? And people are very keen to hunt these animals. Uh, but it should be pointed out, it should be noted that, you know, hunting success of wild boar is very low. We've already talked about how smart they are and how, you know, elusive and they, they know how to avoid humans. So, so you, you, again, it's, it's hard to track these things down. So those hunting efforts and that bounty program, you know, at the end of it, at the end of 10 years, we still have wild boar. You know, it didn't solve the problem. How many do is there any way to guesstimate how many wild boar might be in Alberta right now? Are we talking thousands? Are we talking hundreds? So we have no good abundance estimates. Um, the best number I can give you is a number from Dr. Ryan Brooke out of the University of Saskatchewan, who is, you know, North America, certainly Canada's leading wild boar um, researcher, uh, is that he's 60,000 unique occurrences. So, you know, reports of feral pigs uh, in Canada. So that uh, is not, there's not, you know, abundance data, but it gives you an idea of the magnitude of the problem. And there's some, some uh, range expansion maps um, that we have on our website, uh, which is abinvasives.ca. And, uh, and, and it shows the, the spread uh, based on those occurrence data from the 90s till now. And it is, it is a little bit scary to see how quickly, um, the, the, yeah, things have changed. Yeah. Uh, is this like a four seasons threat? Do they take the winter off? Like, is there any time when we can expect there to be less of a threat of wild boar? No. Yeah, that's just it. They they do fine year round and they seem to like the winters and not bothered by the winters. Uh, and, and yeah, they are a year round issue. Uh, they uh, they also breed year round, so wow. they don't have a breeding season, right? They're not like it's not like a deer or a, you know a moose that has one or two offspring once a year. These animals can have an average of six piglets per litter, and their gestation periods are about 115 days. So it's almost three litters per year. So they are just constantly reproducing uh, nonstop, basically. I mean that's exponential population growth, right? When yeah. you look at that. Based on that, I mean, it's no surprise that they're popping up all over across Canada, but it seems that they're especially so focused in the prairies. Why is that? Is that yeah. uh, is it better for them here? Or is this just kind of where they started? Yeah, I think it has to do with, the, you know, this is where the bulk of the, the wild boar farms were in the 80s and 90s. There were some in Quebec, as I understand it, but um, the majority of them, I, I believe, were on the prairies. And so that's why the Canadian prairies are the epicenter for wild boar in Canada. And then within that, Saskatchewan is the epicenter of wild boar, um, but uh, with, with Alberta and Manitoba trailing behind, but definitely a problem here as well. In, in your work with the Invasive Species Council, what kind of stories are you hearing about what these hogs are doing in the province? Well, you know, we we hear a little bit. I, I, think, the, I think part of the problem is, uh, you know, there's been a lot of media attention in the last year or two, which is great. But leading up till then, uh, I don't think there was a lot of awareness that these animals were here. The hunting community knew about them. They were mm. super gung-ho to get out there and hunt them. Uh, but farmers didn't necessarily know if they were seeing damage. And I'm making some assumptions here, but but I would presume that a lot of cases, farmers might not have recognized the damage or the traces as, as being from wild boar, right? And and so now that there's more awareness out there that these animals are a problem, that we know the general regions where they're really prevalent, Hopefully that will result in, in farmers reporting, uh, you know, and producers and landowners, you know, the, the, the wild boar are not in the city, right? So this is a rural issue right now. Mm. Um, and the other thing is until recently as well, 
um, if there was damage uh, by from wild boar, it wasn't covered through like the farm comp- compensation program. But if it was damaged from other wildlife species, it was. So the province has recently changed that. So again, that will hopefully increase the report um, of people accurately reporting damage from wild boar. So there's a lot of things at play there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, I think that there's been some great changes, including awareness so that people are aware the animals are here, and plus that compensation program that the province implemented, which is great. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the dissonance, too, just between like the conversations that are happening, because there seems to be this larger online awareness of wild boars. But they're a lot like me. They're like, oh, it's Pumbaa, whatever. It's fine. Um, and there's even been some memes. And I mean, just some of the stories feel like so far fetched. It's like there's no way. But these things are a real threat. What, what do you think as someone who works in this field as you're seeing kind of the online discussion and maybe how light some folks are taking this issue? I guess, you know, from our perspective, our job is to to create awareness, and so any news is good news. Any discussion is good discussion. I, it, you like it is important that people take this issue seriously. But our number one goal here is to let people know that these animals are here and that they're a problem. So, I guess yes, people need to take the, <laughs> the issue seriously. But if people are talking about it, in my mind. Uh, that right off the bat is a win. And maybe we need to work more on really pushing the message that these animals are incredibly destructive and dangerous. So so maybe that we've got some more work to do there. Yeah, I, I have to ask the question, how worried are you about wild boars? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when we look at what's happened in the States in the course of like 90 or so years, um, I, I would say I'm, I'm very concerned about a lot of different invasive species. I'm very concerned about wild boar. Um, I think we're on a bad trajectory. And Alberta is a leader. We take invasive species very seriously in this province. And, and we were the only province with a control program like that. So, so that is, you know, we're, we're setting the standard and that is absolutely the approach we need to take. But, you know, wild boar don't care about provincial boundaries or borders, right? So, we need all everybody to, to come to the table. We need to, to tackle this transboundary issue collaboratively uh, with all of the provinces that have wild boar at large currently. And we need to, to tackle this collaboratively and take a national approach to, to the control. And I think that that is an absolute next step. And that's what, what we need to do. But, but I am actually really impressed and proud that industry has come to the table. We have the provincial government, you know, with this, this um, control program, we're moving entire groups of pigs. And, and that's definitely a really good thing. So I'm very concerned about it. We have an opportunity to change the trajectory of the, the wild boar at large population growth in the prairies right now. And I hope that we can all work together, you know, nationally to uh, to make that happen. We got ourselves into this mess. So we got to get ourselves out, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> Megan, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast. Great. Yeah, thank you. So hogs are here, but are they here? With more reports of them in Alberta, should we be expecting them in the River Valley? What is the risk of wild boars in Edmonton? How do we prepare? CBC's Wallace Snowden did some reporting on them in the spring and joins me now. Hello, Wallace. Hello. So you wrote about super pigs, and I put quotes around that, for (laughs) cbc.ca in May. Can we clarify, they're not superheroes. What, like, where does that term come from, super pig? Sadly, I can't take credit for coming up with that term, but I will continue to use it very happily. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Brooke, he is, you know, the lead 
wild pig researcher in Canada. He's with uh, the Canada Wild Pig Research Project. He was the one that came up with that term. And it all goes back to how these pigs first came to the province and how they took a foothold very quickly. So the vast majority of wild boars in Alberta are hybrids. They're descended from a population of Eurasian wild boars that were brought into the province through the 70s, 80s, and even 90s. And then over the years, other domesticated varieties have intermingled with that wild boar population. And that's what makes them particularly problematic. They're these big animals, they're prolific breeders, and they have these genetic traits that allow them to survive, again, those those long, hard Alberta winters. And the, the one thing that really struck me about this is that these animals, even domesticated pigs that escape, you know, today, will become feral almost immediately, adapting to life in the wild within just a few generations. Wow. I, I mean, what was your wild boar awareness? Like, how much did you know about these before you started digging? Well, I've done a bit of reporting in recent years on Alberta's wild boar problem. Of course, Mm -hmm. the province has been waging this decades-long battle against them. So I have been tracking it. I find invasive species fascinating, (laughs) and pigs in particular, you know, they're... they're, Somewhat troubling, but but fascinating. And I haven't actually seen any in Alberta, but I did see some um, on vacation in Hawaii on the Big oh. Island, and they've been there for hundreds of years. And Hawaii is is really a hot spot for invasive species, so it was interesting to see them just sort of roaming about the highways yeah. and you know farmers' fields, and and it was like you know squirrels in Edmonton. <laughs> Hogs in Hawaii. So um, I haven't seen them in Alberta, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Yeah, well, because so are we seeing them in and around Edmonton yet? Are they coming here? Well, we are seeing them around Edmonton and only a few kilometers outside city limits. They've been spotted near Elk Island Park, for instance, and various communities surrounding the city, um, most recently Lamont. And there are real concerns about how they might make their way into Edmonton's River Valley. Uh, Overall, the exact number of feral pigs in the province is unknown. These populations are very hard to track. They're extremely smart animals and elusive, and they'll become more elusive when hunted down. So, for instance, populations that have been hunted will become increasingly nocturnal, only coming at night, and will move deeper into the bush to evade those threats. Um, That said, while sightings may be rare, the pigs are out there and it can be seen through the damage that's being done. And they've been detected in at least 28 municipalities across the province. Let's talk about that damage because, I mean, when you mentioned Elk Island Park, I just pictured a boar versus bison showdown, which I would love to see. But when it's not a bison and when it is like a farm, I mean, what kind of effects are the boars having on folks? Well, they're incredibly destructive. They're among the most invasive, adaptable, and destructive mammals on the planet. And they're considered widely the most prolific invasive species in North America. But you can find them all around the world, uh, causing havoc both inside and outside cities. Berlin, for instance, has a large population. Really? Um, not to mention urban areas throughout the s- southern United States where their populations are really, really huge. And they can live in almost any climate. They'll eat 
pretty much anything. And they do cause a lot of damage. They bathe in local watersheds, harass livestock, root through farmers' fields, destroying crops, and they carry diseases that can be transmitted back to those domesticated pigs. So that's a big concern. And these are big, hefty animals. (laughs) They can weigh up to 150 kilograms. And of course, they have that thick, woolly undercoat that protects them from the cold. They don't really look like your, you know, your happy pink farm pig. Yeah. and they have huge ranges as well, which is a concern when we think about those pigs that are near Edmonton, mm. because especially the males can travel more than 40 kilometers in a single day. Wow. So they can really make ground. Less babe, more big boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are stepping up our response as a province. Megan mentioned the program earlier, but what does that actually look like? What are we doing? Well, it's essentially an open hunt. It's open season on wild boars. So it's a bounty hunt that communities can sign on to. Year-round, hunters and trappers can get cash rewards now in exchange for each set of ears they turn in. So proof of a kill. Trappers will be awarded $75 per set of ears with the expectation that they've killed an entire sounder, so wiped out a specific population. And hunters and landowners will also get $75 per set. Um, And there's a hope that this, along with the increased surveillance and new compensation for farmers that was announced this spring, will help put a dent in the problem. Right. And I know that when you reported on this earlier this spring, there didn't seem to be much uptake just yet. No. And at that time, not a single bounty reward had been issued. And that isn't exactly a surprise given the track record for bounty programs in Alberta. A previous version of the bounty program was scrapped in 2017 due to a lack of interest from bounty hunters and concerns that the program was ineffective. And in the roughly 10 years it was running, about a thousand wild boars were killed, but interest kept waning in later years. So Alberta at that time opted to expand its surveillance efforts and just encourage Albertans to uh, report sightings. Right. Yeah, because it seems like, I mean, it's not easy. These things are really smart. They're really fast. They're aggressive. So how the heck do you catch and kill a wild boar? Well, they are very difficult to track. Certainly folks down in, you know, southern U.S., Texas, have made a sport out of hunting them. There's dozens of ranches you can go and and have that experience and harvest the meat. But from a conservation perspective, the best way to eradicate them is considered baiting um, an entire sounder of them. Then you pen them up and then wipe out that entire population all at once. Otherwise, from what I've been told, the herd will just learn to be more evasive and basically teach their young those same tactics. So hunting them could make them more elusive. They could outsmart those hunters. So as I mentioned, trapping along with that increased surveillance is considered by many experts to be the best way to, to root them out for good. It's terrifying. <laughs> They're so smart. It's it's really impressive. It, I'm very it, impressed. This is the thing. This story is equal parts terrifying, but also like, dang, nicely I, done. I know. Yeah. I know you mentioned Ryan Brooke, the foremost kind of pig expert guy. Pig man. Number yes. one pig man in Canada. What does he say about getting a handle on our wild boar population? Well, he was pretty candid about it. He says that without intervention, feral pigs will invade not only rural areas, but Canadian cities. Um, And he says Edmonton could very well be the first city in Canada to deal with such an invasion. And he says once that happens, once they move into that urban landscape, these pigs will adapt very quickly um, 
And once they're in that city environment, they become more urbanized and they become a different kind of problem. So mm. you can think about um, pets, for instance, right. if they're in the river valley and those kinds of encounters. And the animals will root through yards, devour flower beds and parkland, and even cause havoc in, in traffic on, on local streets and attack people. So, and in that environment as well, they become much, much harder to exterminate. You can't be hunting, of course, right. in the city limits. So once that population becomes established, it becomes much more difficult to deal with. And he says it's a matter of not if, but when. And governments really need to act fast and decisively to deal with these feral pigs before they become established. Coyote versus wild boar. Let the battle begin. Bison, coyote, Bison. wild boar. I don't know. Uh, and maybe a magpie just yeah. thrown into the mix hey, for good measure. Hey, they're feisty. Those things, could, those things could take them down. Yeah, we don't need another <laughs> aggressive urban animal. No, we're good. Wallace, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thanks so much. The Loop is a podcast from CBC Edmonton. And our team is Leslie Goldstone and Chris Martin. The music is Change Your Mind by Edmonton musician John Common. And I'm Claire Bonneman. Thank you, as always, for listening to this summer episode of The Loop. The Loop is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis communities. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email, theloop at cbc.ca. Leave us a rating or review wherever you download the show, and you can find us on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.